live from our respective apartments, it's Just Meaningful Plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Kitty Clay and Narber, and Chris Darkham Goodman. Friends, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast, where we are currently recapping, dissecting, discussing, verbing season three of Dancing with the Stars. It's weeks two and three, and oh boy, so much to get to. Katie Clay, how are you doing this evening? Chris Dockham. I am doing so well this evening. I am so jazzed. I watched these episodes late last week, well before we usually record, because I had some fun things to go off and do with my friends. Shout out to Anna, Shannon, and Megan, some of Just Meaningful Plastic's most valued listeners. <laughs> um, I Now that if we're doing shout outs, I'm not going to say it feels like my family are some of our loyal listeners and I might hear some feedback that I don't shout them out enough. We love you. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> um, I have so many thoughts about these two episodes. I feel like, I feel like I saw a lot of fringe and I had a lot of thoughts, which is no different than any other week in Dancing with the Stars land, but it feels different this week. See, I, I'm not going to say I'm underwhelmed by these two episodes. I might have just been whelmed. But after hmm. you were like, oh, Chris, I have so many thoughts. I have so many pages of notes. I can't wait. Just prepare yourself after I spend time with the friends I mentioned whose names I totally remember. And I was like, okay, here we go. And then I watched them and... Why are you the way that you are? Why? Actually, we don't have time to dissect this, but like truly when it comes down to it, why can't either one of us be happy for the other? Why must we ruin any glimmer of joy that we give the other? I'm not trying to ruin your joy. Maybe you, okay, maybe you, maybe you interpret what I do as ruining your joy, which means I am ruining your joy. And I'm not intending to. And I guess I didn't realize that you were purposely always like, well, if Chris has joy, flamethrower, let's go. Didn't realize that was our friendship. Don't want to say that's exactly what my reaction is to every positive thing that happens in your life, but it might be like a fleeting thought that like, like a shooting star like flies across my mind and then I'm like, no, 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 we shouldn't do that. Katie, I'm trying to better myself as a person. I'm trying to live my best life. And the fact that I know that you are just trying to burn it all down means I guess I really will maliciously start destroying your happiness now. So let's talk about how much we hate Sarah Evans. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we are going to start tonight off talking about Shanna Mokler and her partner, Jesse DeSoto. Because this is the last time that we get to talk about Shanna Mokler and her partner, hot Jesse DeSoto. <laughs> So they um, 
only get to perform in week two. In week two, women perform mambos. Um, Mambo, go! Mambo! All right, 10-minute West Side Story tangent. Let's go. Go. Oh, my brother said he would love to listen to you and I talk about West Side Story. So, Tim, if you're listening, go pay us. <laughs> go pay us on anger.fm and we'll, um, we'll do an episode for you. Anyway, Shanna and Jesse. So, Jesse is the Mambo champion. Um... Which I would really like to know. We should have asked Edita about this. So, like, are there specific, like, I know there's, like, the Latin champion and stuff like that. Does each dance have their own champion? I guess I don't know. I know, like, there's 10 dance. There's, like you said, Latin and ballroom things. I guess maybe there are. Maybe for Mambo. The thing is, like, we have not seen a lot of Mambos on Dancing with the Stars. I legitimately wasn't quite sure what we were looking for in terms of the mambo and they didn't describe it in the episode no whereas like most other times tom will say hey len what are we looking for in a good this dance but they did not do that for the mambo so we are we are adrift but we'll do our best as experts in the dance world i can tell you if i'm entertained or not but i can't necessarily tell you if they performed it technically well Mm -hmm. honestly i don't think i can tell you if they perform any dance technically well but i'm gonna act like i can (laughs) i know i can tell you all the ins and outs of the latin ballroom world i know all the rules i know you can't do lifts (laughs) i know that in a tango you can't break hold except for at the beginning and the end of the dance katie we are we are not talking about that yet (laughs) Katie, you are already trying to destroy my happiness. We are talk. We are getting rid of Shanna. Let's just do that. Oh, there's a little pin. Um, I had like no thoughts about their package. Okay, I feel bad. I just don't care about her. <laughs> okay, that sounded much meaner when I said it out loud. Like. I just, I don't have thoughts about her. She's there. I I think, so like in this dance, um, they danced to... Jump by Crisscross. Yeah. Jump, jump. Mm -hmm. Jump, jump. Katie, we don't have the rights to it, and you've been very clear what song you're doing. It's very clear. Um... It was just a fine dance. Like, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. It was mm-hmm. a fine dance. But both of her dances felt so incredibly slow. Well, so yeah. It- That's the thing with this mo- this Mambo. They're, the Shanna Jesse one felt much slower than the other Mambos in the rest of the show as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it just didn't really lift off. Also... Yeah her arms were net wet noodles through it she needed to Mm -hmm. extend yeah but otherwise like truly i i was left like very little impression Mm -hmm. her hair and makeup were nice she seemed nice oh yeah i just i 
there was nothing all that exciting. And I, again, I say this in the nicest way. When we already have another blonde young woman who's like also kind of forgettable and we have two of them. Yeah. And I actually really kind of like one of them. The other one, I'm just going to be like, okay. Yeah. So we lost Shanna. They scored a 22, whatever. Yeah. The judges were nice. She got an eight and two sevens from the boys. And I wrote down, I would be fine to lose her. And then the episode got done and I did lose her. So So bye forever, Shanna. And unfortunately, bye forever, hot Jesse DeSoto. Jesse DeSoto. Jesse, listen, if you ever want to come on this podcast and let Chris and I just look at you and ask you a question or two you're more than welcome about your illustrious two dances on dancing with the stars the people deserve answers jesse (laughs) like what your workout routine is and how much do you bench press (laughs) so bye forever we truly hardly knew ye yeah now for someone who we do know and someone who we know now as a different name officially let's talk about old twinkle toes let's talk about emmett smith and his partner cheryl motherfork and burke so in week two they performed a quick step and i really like Tim in his package. He just, he really does just have like an easygoingness to him. Um, it definitely seems like he is excited to be there and he wants to work hard. And I just, I'm really liking him so far. Curious because I kind of noted Emmett was the last dance of week two. Mm-hmm. And after his package was done, I just kind of thought, I remember almost nothing from any of the packages tonight. They are merely fine at best. Yeah. So, like, you're saying things, I it, I couldn't even tell you what happened in their package, why he was likable. I was just like, it was there. They were, like, talking about his posture and stuff like that in the packages. <gasps> is, is that the one that, was he the one who had, like, taped... Yeah. Shoulders? Okay. Yeah. All right. Who who would have guessed? It was Emmett <laughs> Smith. They performed a quick step, and I I enjoyed the dance. I thought it was a, a fine quick step, but, like, I did notice, like, I thought his shoulders came forward at times. Um, but it, it really, he looks, it just looks like it comes so easy and so natural to him. Yeah, it, I would agree with that when it comes to the waist down. Yeah. Because Carrie Ann in this episode dubs him Twinkle Toes the first time, and it is a name that will live with him until the end of his Dancing with the Stars career. I was going to ask you, had he, like, was he known as Twinkle Toes, or did Carrie Ann just throw that out there? No, that's literally just Carrie Ann calls him that there. Okay, okay. And so now he's Twinkle Toes. Um, and I was noting, like, even during that dance, he is so light on his feet. Mm-hmm. 
so easy, so smooth. Yeah. And then once again, his arms just so lackadaisical. No like energy to them, no momentum. They're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, his shoulders were coming forward. So for me, like in a quick step, yes, the feet are very important. But the arms aren't not. So when it got straight eights, I was just like, it was definitely overscored. I don't know how overscored it was, but I could I was just like, they're buying into he looks so natural, he's so at ease, but that doesn't make the dance good just because he looked natural at doing it. If that I'm makes any up, sense. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I don't know that I like greatly disagree with you. I think that there is something to be said about when you're dancing and it looks easy. I think it's much easier to overscore mm-hmm. it. Because like there is a contestant that we'll talk about later that I think constantly looks like they are thinking about the next move and are just in their head the whole time. And so like when you when you take that away, I think it makes it easier to overlook some mistakes. I'm so curious to know who that tease is going to be about. I, I just think I compare Emmett a little bit right now to Drew. That I said last season when Drew talks about as long as I get the feeling of it, the mood of it, it will paper over mistakes. And in the case of Drew, those mistakes weren't particularly major or obvious for me. Whereas with Emmett, he is capturing the feeling of it. He's looking natural. He is dancing many things very well. But because it's so hard for me to ignore the upper half of his body, it's harder for me to be like, well, he is getting the mood. He is getting the feeling of it. It's harder for me to buy in. So I I think it's because he's doing so many things well that is making me come harsher on his arms. Because I'm like, if he if he switches that dial, he's going to be an incredible dancer in 2006. I will say, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm questioning if maybe your love for another contestant is making you hypercritical of others. It is just a theory. And I don't even feel like you're being hypercritical. So that's me putting a lot of words in your mouth. But like, I would just like to know what's going on in that sweet little head of yours where it's like, are you just like, I'm going to go hard for everyone so that I can defend my guy later down the road, you know? I suppose we'll find out right now when we talk about Emmett's week three dance, where they danced a tango. I would almost say Cheryl is one of the queens of the female tango. Yes. And she choreographed this routine to Simply Irresistible to kick off week three. Um, I thought it was underscored. Amen. Amen. Let me... Amen. I don't know. Again, I don't know if it was still great because I I had a couple of the same issues, but somehow it seemed like the judges were kind of saying what I was saying about his week two dance and used it to like criticize him more. And I was like, I like for me, his shoulders were still a little bunched up, but 
it was a good routine. He danced it well, maybe needed a little more fire to paper over those things, but I thought his arms actually were moving with a little bit of conviction this time. I felt like he commanded the floor. Like, I really did feel like he went out there. I thought he was feeling it. I thought he, like, I just felt like he really went in there and gave it so much and like gave it his all and then the judges started talking about it and I just like I couldn't have disagreed more with the judges and I don't even necessarily know what I would have scored it but I just kept being like he I thought he was so in the character for this one you see I didn't get that as much it when we think about the tango we are thinking about the latin lover the fire the passion the intensity the sort of like i love you so much that i hate you sort of thing i want i want my man to like command the floor like i want him to just like do it and i felt like he was doing that and see i didn't get that i okay again i thought his arms were stronger yeah but the moves kind of lacked a little bit of that intensity just throughout i just i didn't feel that way i just really felt like he crushed it i did not that i'm saying it was a Mm -hmm. 10 dance by any stretch of the imagination but i felt like this was a different emmet than and not even like because he was better or anything like that but it just he didn't look like he was out there smiling having a good time like it really Mm -hmm. did feel like he brought the intensity that he's able to bring to the dance and so maybe that's why i felt that way i don't know also can we talk about they performed a lift everyone performed a lift in week three oh but they performed a lift and i loved it he basically like kicked a foot up like with cheryl like on his leg and like then her legs went out and i loved it i just was so distracted by cheryl's it like was the whole hairstyle a wig or was it just a really bad ponytail extension there was a burgundy like mist it i don't know i don't know it was horrible <laughs> you're not wrong at first, I was like, I think maybe I like this. And then I realized, no, 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 I hate this. I hate this. Um, But yeah, the the lift was cool, but no lifts. We're gonna yeah, and we're going to have a conversation with lifts at some point in this episode. I don't know when it's going to happen, but like we are going to. Because truly, it felt like everyone in week three performed a lift. And I don't understand why. So we're going to talk about that. I can guarantee you I know exactly who we're going to end up talking about lifts and rules about. I guarantee you I know who it's going to be about. Maria? Before we move on from Emmett, I would just like to point out his wife, who is kind of the star of their week three package. Yeah. Stunning. Stunning woman beautiful i don't know if she is miss virginia or she what. so i looked it up because i was like uh-huh. we need to know this yeah she was a former miss virginia usa and she was a runner-up in the miss usa pageant okay they have now been married for 21 years and to that oh. i say good for them good for 
with he, them. She was previously married to Martin Lawrence. Fun oh. fact. Okay. Um, also, I don't think we said it, but for his tango, um, Emmett scored a 19, mm -hmm. a 7, and two sixes. So. Yeah. Well, I guess we can agree it was underscored, even if we disagree on how we get there. Yeah. Yep. Moving right along, um, our next contestant we're going to discuss is high school musical star, excuse me, star of the Emmy-winning high school musical. Thank you. Monique Coleman and her partner Louis Van Intensite. Here's the issue with when we do like two weeks, like back to back or something. So like I had kind of, not strong, but I really walked away having really set in my way of thinking about Monique in week two. And then I got to week three and everything changed. And so I want to say everything, but I feel like I sound like a hypocrite when I say everything. Oh, no, it's okay. I just did that saying like, I don't think Emmett, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay, next week, I think he improved. Good for Emmett. Yay, rock. Yeah. So girl, you just do what you need to do. You just want me to become the villain of this podcast, don't you, Chris? Katie, you've already admitted to trying to destroy my happiness. If they don't turn to my side now, then there's never a way that it will ever happen. <laughs> <laughs> so in week two, Monique performed a mambo. <laughs> and her package, like, it just was kind of lackluster. Kind of how you said, like, a lot of the packages were underwhelming. Her and Louie went on a gondola ride. They're talking about bonding. It's It was one of those where you're like, okay, why are we here? <laughs> um, they teased that they were going to do this scary trick at the end of their dance. And Louie said he would only ever feel comfortable doing it with a professional partner, but he was going to try it with Monique. Um, yeah, I didn't have, did you have any big thoughts on their package? Absolutely not. Yeah. Katie. Truly, I went into episode two being like, Katie has so many thoughts, can't wait. And I was just like, okay, cool, great. It's an episode of Dancing with the Stars that feels like filler all the way down. Okay, so. <laughs> they danced a mambo to bop to the top, and my jaw was on the floor Same. when the music started. I was, I like, was like, oh my gosh. I was like, no. No, no. Also, Corbin Blue has been in the ballroom like almost every week, I think. Mm -hmm. And it feels so interesting that they don't secure him for like multiple seasons later. Mm -hmm. Yes. What I thought was strange. So he was seated in this episode with Ashley Tisdale and Lucas Grabiel, two other yeah. stars of High School Musical. Who sang the song that they performed to. Yep. What yeah. was great was when they kept cutting to shots of them, I was like, okay, Corbin Blue is there and Ashley Tisdale's there. Who's this bald kid in the middle? <laughs> Lucas. Lucas yeah. Gabriel. I, but it was like a horrible haircut. No, he was bald. He was completely shaven. Yeah, but it was just like a horrible job of it. Yeah. Not, not a good look for him. Yeah. Okay, so I loved her dance her dress in this dance it had a ruffle down at the bottom and I feel like it showed off her hip movement so well like I thought her hips were flying they were okay 
again, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite for a little bit. So like, I thought that they crushed the stance for the first two thirds of the dance. And then something happened. I do not know what, but then I felt like they got off on their counts a little bit. I couldn't tell if she was like, I think she was ahead of the beat for a little bit. And like, I don't know if they messed up the ending or if it was camera work, but the ending of this trick move was very lackluster. It's interesting. You thought it started better than it ended because for me, when they hit the first chorus, I was like, I think Louie and Monique are behind. They're together in what they're Uh doing, but I think they're behind the music. I... Yeah, for me, the dance didn't totally work. My expectations were so high. And I kind of left it like it was fast. It was filled with things. They performed it really quite well in a lot of respects. Mm -hmm. But this was the second Mamba we saw. And spoiler alert, I much preferred the first one. Whose Mamba was our first one? Willa. We'll talk Was about it. Was it Willa? We'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> you? <laughs> I'm I, what? What? Sue me. Sue me, Katie. I hate you so much right now. I, I'm not even doing a bit. I'm like legitimately like, I really loved the first mumbo, but it's not their time. So we can't talk about it yet. Okay, we're not going, we're not talking about this. Okay, so. Maybe it was technically better, but I don't know enough technical for the mambo. So I was like. I'm done with you. I don't want to talk about this anymore with you. So she scores scores a 26. She gets a nine, an eight, and a nine. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wrote down before I watched episode three. I think that she suffers from like that Disney curse where I think Disney really makes their actors undergo so much PR training Mm -hmm. and their actors are so afraid to be themselves that I I just was like, she has no personality. Like she just looks blank faced. Like I felt nothing. That's, that is totally fair because I don't think it's bad of Disney to give their young stars such intense media training because could you imagine, like, imagine us, I know, five years ago when we were 16. Just imagine when we were like between the ages of 16 and 20 and being in such an intense media spotlight all of a sudden. Yeah. No. And and when you're trying to represent the brand, and especially the brand of the Emmy-winning high school musical, Amen. I, I understand why they are doing such intense media training, but you're right. It leaves a little bit to be desired in terms of personality. And yeah. I guarantee you, we came away with the exact same thoughts from this week three package. So then week three happens. Her mom is coming from... South Carolina? Her mom is coming. Her mom is coming. I loved them. Her mother was perfect. Monique was perfect. They were perfect together. 
I loved them so much. Like I, it com- it was a complete 180 from the week mm-hmm. before. Like mm-hmm. she had nothing but personality. She was like, I am very close with my mother. You are very close with your mother. I feel like she had like a similar reaction to how I would. Shout out Mary Ellen. <laughs> Mary Ellen, we stand a queen. Joni. I don't think you listen to my podcast that often, so I'm not going to give you that good of a shout out. It was so sweet, like how excited they were. They were like screaming when they saw each other. Her mom had like a like a shirt, a collage shirt. <gasps> that shirt was my everything. I want one. It's like <laughs> bunches of pictures of Monique, like at different ages and different things. Yes, and the I loved be- it. the best part of the shirt is the Microsoft Word clip art, Monique Coleman. Yes. It was, as soon as I saw that, I was like, that is art. I need one. <laughs> it's, But it's just like, it's so genuine. And Monique was so genuine when she got like excited. She was like looking out the window, like my mom's supposed to be here in a couple minutes. Yes. And like her mom shows up. And then her mother in the ballroom was such a delight throughout the whole episode. Because like, Obviously, we see her after Monique's dance being so excited. Tom asks her her opinion, and she just, like, shouts and yells. Shouts it from which across is, the room. Which is yeah. lovely. But then the rest of the episode, you see her, like, leap to her feet at, after almost every dance that she's, like, mm-hmm. so excited for everyone. I was like, I love Mrs. Coleman. I love her. Yes. So that completely, so then, like, I'm a Monique stan now. Yes, like, I yes. absolutely love Monique now. Um, her jive was, like, uh, okay. Her jive was good, but I didn't think it was, like, spectacular. I felt like her kicks needed more power to them, and I kind of thought she forgot part of the dance. I will agree. There were times that her kicks were a little spongy, mm-hmm. and she also needed a little more, like, pop on a couple of her turns, but yeah. I thought what she was given and what she was executing, she was hitting a really high level. I was yes. so impressed with this. I was left like, it wasn't perfect. It, it could have been executed a little better, yes. but so much of what she was doing and the fact of what she was doing week three in this jive, I was absolutely here for. Yes, I was going to say, it was it was probably the hardest routine of the night. Like, oh, content-wise, everything. No, and there's, there's her... not a question. It yeah. was the most content-difficult dance and of I the think night. It, it goes back to your point that you made last week, where, like, Louie is intense. Louie is good, and Louie expects a lot from his partners. Mm-hmm. And so this really was, like, it was on a different level difficulty-wise than what anybody else did that night. Yeah. Can we talk about the opening move that they did? Absolutely. Monique starts on the stage, and Uh Louis is, like, at the bottom of the stairs. Mm -hmm. And she runs and, like, turns 180 in the air to, like, leap into his arms to be caught, like, under Mm -hmm. her arms. Yeah. She almost undershot that jump. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Oh, I had to go back and watch it. I was like, A, I cannot believe they just did this. And B, I was like, she almost missed. That is insane. I know Carrie Ann commented on like the beginning and was like, you went for it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that she like undershot it. 
I mean, it wasn't by a huge amount. Like it was, it was enough. Like, yeah. it was, but it was just like a if she goes too hard, like she's gonna knock into Louie, and they're both gonna go flying. If she doesn't go far enough, Louie's gonna have to obviously move forward. Or if he doesn't, she's just going down. <laughs> and it, like I don't know, it was it was wild. I was yeah. just like, let's go. So the heat was on in that dance for three nines, a 27 for Monique and Louis Van Amstel. I can't I, remember if we said what her week two score was, but she scored a 26 for her Mambo. She scored a nine and eight and a nine. Mm-hmm. So she's she's showing improvement. She went she's, up from a 26 to a 27. She's truly bopping to the top. You're perfect. You're perfect. I want you, I want you to hold that lovely moment. I want you to hold that in your heart as we move on to the bad girl of pop, Willa Ford, and her partner, the bad boy of the ballroom, Maxim Shumarkovsky. So in week two, Willa ends up in the bottom two with Shanna, the two young blonde women who are not particularly notable stars end up in the bottom two together. Willa's mambo is to shake that thing. And just shake that. Oh, shake that? Well. By Sean Paul. Okay, Katie, I've never been hip to the musics of today. Shake that by Sean Paul. Shake that thing. (laughs) Um, She shook it. She shook it real good. Max gets a haircut, which is well needed, well deserved. And then they dance. I thought it was underscored. I thought it was very good. It might have been. It might have been my favorite Mambo of the night. I will say, because I will not just like give her just praise. I will, I will give this little bit of criticism she doesn't quite know how to transition in between moves. It, like there's just a, a a hint of awkwardness. Like there's a part in the dance where she kind of has to like walk forward and mm-hmm. she just kind of like just walks. And I'm like, girl, keep performing, keep moving in like a mambo Latin style. Don't just like walk forward. But I thought she's often very good in this dance. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed her. Say what you're gonna say. I don't like, I don't hate her. Let me say that. Let me say that I don't hate her. I thought in her dance that she she did seem to keep up with him. Performance. I think that is underselling her, girl. Listen, I wrote what I wrote and I feel what I feel. Okay, you're right. You are allowed to feel what you feel, and I'm not going to yuck your yum or yum your yuck, whatever. I care about. I care. I care about. (laughs) I care about your happiness and your dislikes, and I'm not going to make you feel different ways about them because I care about your feelings. Now I'm feeling mildly manipulated. Okay, she seemed to keep up with him. I thought that they ended a little early. I thought they ended ahead of the song. She had weird arm placements at the beginning where she like flailed her arms back. Um, 
And she just didn't look happy when they got it over with. So I feel like they didn't perform it the way that they maybe had in rehearsals or something. Because I, th- I thought she looked annoyed at the end of it. But they have also been fighting a lot. They fight in both of their packages. They both storm out in different weeks. So I don't know how much of that is Max being Max or how much of that is just they might not get along. Oh, but it seems like they do get along. They just kind of butt heads in like a brother-sistery yeah. way. Is how I interpreted it. Maybe they do hate each other. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I I guess I didn't walk away being like, oh, she killed that. It was not my favorite Mambo of the night. I don't know which Mambo was my favorite, but I can tell you it wasn't hers. Um, I think, too, like, they went to, like, a UFC fight because her husband is, like, or her boyfriend or something is, like, a UFC fighter. And I just can't deal with them trying to shove her into the Stacy Keebler hole. She is not Stacy Keebler. She will never be Stacy Keebler. And I will never love her the way that I love Stacy Keebler. So Willa gets a 23, a seven from Carrie Ann and two eights. And yep. then in week three, they performed a jive to SOS. What did she say in her week three package? Which part? The part that I want you to have to defend. I legitimately don't know what you're asking me to say. She she says that they're working really hard. Oh, okay. Here's the thing, Katie. Based on how much I liked liked her week two, you might think that I'm like, woo, Willow, let's go. So, yeah. not I, I am not necessarily as big a Willa fan as that was made to be, just that I liked that yeah. Mambo, and you were like, yeah. how dare you like someone's Mambo better than you liked Monique's, how dare you? So I'm not all in on, on Willa, because week three, I didn't really come away with, not negative, it was not negative feelings about Willa but they weren't so positive this time. So it, it kind of made me sad that in the package, she talks about how like, clearly we are not getting votes from America. That just is kind of too bad for us. We really need to come in first because they're not going to vote for us, which again, it's the Rachel Hunter conundrum that it just breaks my heart a little bit, but it's also always been the game. That yep. said, Willa goes on to say, maybe they're not voting for me because people just know me as the bad girl and I'm really trying to get away from that image. And I'm like, girl, we just don't know you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I will also say, because you want me to talk about like, oh, they're working so hard, so they deserve it. So is everybody else. Like, truly, I just heard that and was like, Willa, I don't care. You just have to yeah. dance well. And maybe people will will turn on to you. Because, like, that's how I have felt in weeks one and two. Week three, mm-hmm. less so. Um, but, well, like, it was... How many contestants... 
how many contestants in our history of watching the show have you gone into like in our, my history of this podcast have I gone into it being like I don't know who they are and then I'm like oh, I would have voted for them I would have made sure that they won so like you don't have to be super notable like obviously that's part of the mm-hmm. game is the popular vote but like if you're performing well and if you're you know, giving off a good personality, you're going to get the votes. People are going to switch their votes to you. I mean, you, you are at a higher risk level if you are not one of the notable people. Cause like, if you're, if you are somebody who is famous or has a like sports fan base or has this, you can be dancing poorly and have a greater possibility of still moving on. Whereas like somebody like Willa has a very small a very small margin of error yeah so i just i i did hear her say that i was like girl everybody is working hard i know you care about this that is not the that is not the tack to take it is never the tack to take it will always mm-hmm. bother me but let's actually talk about their dance or whatever <laughs> Yeah, um, it, I thought he outperformed her. Yes. I thought that he was outdancing her. She was not keeping up with him. Um, I think that she still danced it well. Like, I'm not saying that she was bad in the dance, but it was mm-hmm. just, he was definitely outperforming her. Um, I did not think it was their strongest dance that they've done so no. far. Um, it was an okay dance. I walked away feeling very neutral about it. Yeah, it was kind of weirdly costumed. She was in like a vaguely like GI girl pink outfit. Yeah. Um, it, it was quick from the jump, but it sort of like fizzled in energy. And it's like you said, she just needs to perform bigger. That's the thing. Yeah. She keeps clinging to, oh, people know me as the bad girl of pop, but I just want them to like come to know me as a dancer, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, the way we will learn that is if you just go all in go all in on your performance go bigger and that's all you need to do and you know she might do that in week four she lives to dance another day she ends her drive scoring a 22 two sevens and an eight from bruno she gets a near jaunty seven from len len twice in this episode kind of goes like seven he just like pronounces seven a little strange and i'm like let's go let's do it len but he doesn't do it he doesn't do a real Jaunty Seven. So Jaunty Seven watch continues. Moving right along to... <laughs> I'm really... I am so curious to know your thoughts on this next dancer, Katie. Our next dancer is the one, the only, the inimitable, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Springer. In the... Or as disembodied British announcer Alan Dedicote says, Jerry Springer. I really like him. I do too! I love him. He's so... Okay, so we start off week two in their package, and he, like, is, I think, from the gate, is talking about how Kim like maybe got injured in the pro dance and she comes in and she looks horrible and she's like hobbling on her leg and he just immediately is like oh my gosh what's wrong with you and just immediately jumps into this like loving papa bear and he's like this is her career like 
I don't care about me. Like I care about her. And I'm like, I love him. He's so genuine. Yes. Yes. Kitty, I love him so much. <laughs> I love him so much. I want America to keep voting for him in 2006. Because he truly is like, I wouldn't even say that he's like excited to be there. Like, I think he wants to be there and stuff, but he's very clear about like, I would like to make it to the waltz and then I am good to go home. Like, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he isn't playing into this trope of like, well, I'm just here to have a good time and I'll see how long I last. Like, I like that he, whether it happens or not, because I've never seen the season, I like that he puts an expiration date on himself. And I like that he keeps his expectations low. And I feel like that is why I want you to give into this trope, not knowing how the season plays out. Because I'm like, but look at how it's not like he's going, I have a legitimate shot at this. I could maybe win this. Like he is just like, I'm here to get to my waltz. I'm here to do this for my daughter. And I'm having fun along the way. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, I also, I love that attitude of I'm not going to win. And I know that I understand yeah. how these things work. And I have a certain goal to get out of this show. And that's what I'm going for. And there's something so refreshing about that. Because even like the people who don't have a shot, like I say this in the nicest way, but Willa talks about like, I want to win. I want to win these people over. I need to keep coming in first on the judges leaderboard so I can make it on. And it's like, unfortunately, somebody like Willa is never really going to have a shot to win the show. Yeah. Jerry Springer is kind of in that same position. And Jerry is not saying, oh, I really need to do well with the judges to go on. Or I really need mm -hmm. to do well with America because otherwise we won't win. No, Jerry, like even jokes in week three, I'm in pain. If you want to not vote for me, you can. I understand. But I'm having a great time while I'm here. Yep. And there's just something so charming about the way he interacts with the judges and with Samantha and with Kim. Like, he's just so genuine and I like him. Mm -hmm. I have been burned by so many contestants like him. Yeah. And yet, I'm falling into the trap. He He really respects Kim. He really does. And he really values that Kim has a career outside of this and like it's just so nice to see so to get to his dance he does yes. a quick step up. um and it, it had like an old old school hollywood vibe to it and like he wasn't perfect no. he's not gonna be the best one out there no but i really enjoyed his dance like I yes just, it made me smile yeah it's it's a good routine for him it's a little uh -huh. cheeky um there were some really nice moments in hold he does yep. so much better when they are in hold. His solo oh, moves are often yes. out of time, are like kind of weak. But when he's in hold with Kim, he looks pretty much the part of a ballroom dancer. Yes, yes. I was I was impressed by the quick step. Okay. Like I say, impressed because my expectations of where it are might so be low. were yeah. low. Yeah. I really liked what Len said um, when he was giving their critique and he said, I want you to nail the technique because you're not going to win out here with, you know, the best whatever, but like if I want you to nail your technique mm -hmm. and I like that, 
again, attainable goals for him to keep the expectations mm-hmm. realistic. Because, like, they're not going to be able to pull off, like, a bunch of moves or some crazy no. things. If you can do the base quick step or the base ballroom Latin moves for the dance you're given, you can score highly even if you're doing not a lot. Yes. And so I, I agree. I thought it was a good point of Len, and it shows how it can feel that there's not parody in Dancing with the Stars because you have the young people who are doing these wild things and then you have older contestants. But it's clear there is a way to achieve parody. It's do less, but do the technique better. Mm-hmm. So a 19 for Jerry on their quick step. And then they did a tango the next week. I was far less sold on this dance than the judges were. Yeah. Well, the judges weren't sold on it, so that means that well, the really ju- the judges <laughs> the judges gave it a twenty one, so like they weren't. That's pretty even with a lot of the scores they gave on this yeah. n- week, and I yeah. was just like, no, 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 no. Once again, well, when he's when he's out of hold, like his arms were so weak. He, oh yeah. Even when they were in hold, it's like what I was saying before with Emmett and their tango. This is a tango. Give me fire. Give me passion. Give me intensity in something of what you're doing. And it was just very lackadaisical. Yeah, I will agree with that. So in this dance, they were channeling 007. And he started off away from Kim and he's holding up finger guns and stuff like that. And like all of that looked awkward and I was like he does not do well when he is solo but then the minute that he got with Kim you could just tell that he feels more at ease with his Mm -hmm. dance so yeah I was I was kind of with you I was not that impressed with this one and there was no passion in this dance even even when they were in hold I just didn't think there was enough purpose to their movements yeah to his movements I would agree but we love our Miss Congeniality. Mm-hmm. We're here for him. Jerry, 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 Jerry. So now we are moving along over to country music star, Sarah Evans and her partner, Tony Davalani. Here is the thing. I really enjoyed Sarah Evans in week one. I thought she was (gasps) charming. I thought she was lovely. I thought she was a delight. Get my popcorn. She comes out. Okay, so she was the second dance of the night in week one. And she scored straight fives. She got a 15. Which honestly is not like a horrible week one score. I mean, it's on the lower end, but like it's week one and you're the second dance. Like it's not going to go super well for you. And so she comes out here in week two and she's like, not trashing, but she's like talking about the judges and she's like, it's the most critical I've been judged to my face. And that just really kind of made me roll my eyes a little bit because I was like, you are in the entertainment industry. I would have thought that you have, would have heard. It just makes me think maybe she's a little sheltered. Okay. I, 
I thought we were going to be on the same page here because oh, no. we because we agreed the judges were probably overly harsh. Yes. So I just kind of took it as okay, she's just talking about that. I wasn't once again, we are vastly interpreting Sarah Evans in different ways for certain things. <laughs> because I I really just saw it as she was kind of like they were perhaps overly harsh and it was it wasn't exactly correct and that's just how i took it i i thought it was fair i didn't see it as her being like how dare someone say something like that to me y'all well it just i think the fact that she said that's the most critical i've been judged to my face just made me kind of be like it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way that like you're in the entertainment world you should have heard harsh criticisms so maybe you're just surrounding yourself with yes people i thought the dance itself was like a fine mambo it was not my favorite mambo of the night she is the contestant that always looks like she is thinking about the next step she never looks like she is just purely dancing like she always has a little bit of like nervous energy in her eyes to me hmm it's almost like i said this sort of thing in week one and you were like no i just like her so i'm glad to know that's the person that pin was in about um yeah i thought it was low energy but pleasant enough which you could yeah. say is the sarah evans brand mm -hmm. it it's just it is so hesitant i i kind of left it feeling the same message that i have for willa which is just let go just go yes in. that's how i feel too i feel like she does just need to like Obviously, this is me assuming things, but like in my head, I'm I'm saying you put in the work, you know the routine, you just need to feel it now. You just need to stop thinking so hard about it and let yourself dance. So it scored a 21. She got, you know, she improved greatly. She got straight sevens. Len just said she needs to give a little bit more oomph to it, and Carrie Ann called it safe, and I, I would agree with that assessment from the judges. Was this the give it more welly dance? Yeah. Yeah, I love Len Britishisms. I love it so much. So, week three, their jive is a country-western jive to the, these boots were made for walking. Yeah, a country jive. And that says all that it needs to say right there. If you're putting cowgirl boots on your feet, to she go out was and do in. A job. She was in cowboy boots. She was in regular cowboy boots, not yeah. heels, not like. No, she was in cowboy boots for a jive. Katie, I was, I was livid. Yeah, I was fuming because I was like, you couldn't even like design a shoe to look like a cowboy boot but it's really a heel because instead you're getting like such heavy in the heel for yeah. a jive. jive for a, a jive. jive it was the slowest jive i think i've ever seen with the least amount of kicks and flicks like i i didn't necessarily think it was slow but i was like it is so heavy it is yeah. just like it's clumpy and yeah. part of that comes from what she was wearing on her feet i 
cannot believe Tony thought that was okay. I'm sure he probably didn't. Because I'm sure Tony saw that and knew this is just like heavy in the feet. Yeah. But that's what they were going for. That's what they did. And then I just left it being like, am I a grump? Apparently, because the judges scored it very well. So high. They The judges loved it. And I was like, are you blind? Are you stupid? Are you, like, what are no. you watching? Katie, Len is not stupid. Len is never wrong. That said, Len gives it a nine and... And Len's he, wrong. And the other two give it an eight. And I'm not saying that Len should have given it that, but he shouldn't have. Um, but I think at that point, Len was already kind of getting on the, well, at least somebody is following the rules of the dance train that is just going to, it's just going to fly forward soon. You think that early he did? She's late in week three. Well, I know. She's like the middle. Well, okay, whatever. Sure, 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 sure. I think by that time, it, it isn't as bad as it gets. Yeah, but already that's what he I'm was... like, I know how bad it gets. So I'm yes. like, really? You thought he was annoyed by that point? Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. And I will say, I mean, maybe maybe we just are grumps. Maybe. No, we're, we're not. No, we're not. Because a jive is all about the feet. And it is all about showing feet movement and kicking and flicking and all of this stuff. And it was all hidden by the shoe okay you're right we're correct fire everybody involved in that decision everybody else is wrong except for us like they couldn't they couldn't have just made a shoe look like a cowboy boot and given a heel like my gosh my gosh just horrendous okay fine let's go let's do this thing i'm ready let's go katie chris who are we talking about let's talk about mario and his partner karina okay i love, so we... I love the way he says her name i love the way mario says i her know name. i swear every know. time karina i know if i could roll my r's i'd be saying it too but i can't karina oh i just swear mario is that you in week two they performed a quick step to yep. do your thing sean johnson's freestyle song and i was just like let's go let's go I know. I know i got so excited um so he says one of our favorite lines it's better to ask for forgiveness <laughs> than to ask for permission and that is a can of worms that we are not going to undo right now but you know how much that means to us Yes, but immediately my hackles were raised. I just got into Mario, do not break the rules. Do not break the rules. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, when it comes to this, you can do exciting routines without just breaking rules and doing kind of what you think will be cool. That's a yeah. bad choice. You can you can do things within the rules. And <laughs> I loved the routine. Yeah, they performed a wonderful routine. The quick step is 
I mean, their quick step is just, it is so smooth. It is light. It is controlled. Yes. It is fun. You it would is... never, if you were looking at just his upper body, you would never have any idea, like, how fast they're moving. Like, he, his shoulders come up, like, the tiniest bit, but, like, he is so smooth on top. I mean, it's, it is stunning. Yeah. And... I wanted a little bit more in hold, but just traditional for quick stuff. The judges weren't wrong. The judges were not wrong. The judges were correct. You need to follow the rules. They deserved the score they got. And hopefully they learn from this mistake before week three. So the band score is a 21. And you can tell, like, he and Karina are both kind of floored at the scores that they're getting. Well, and, like, because the really scores they get, they get a 7, a 6, and an 8. Yeah. And Len is mad. Len's face, before the judging starts, you can tell that he is ready to light it up. Yeah. So Bruno gives his litter critique, and people are booing him, and he literally yells, like, oh, shut up, stop booing me. Like, you can tell the judges were a little bit fired up when it came to Mario. If they were fired up week two. <laughs> Before we move in that really natural transition, I've got to stop it for a second. I love in a quick step. I always love when they do the camera shot of like a fixed camera at floor level to just watch the feet like travel across the yeah. floor. I yeah. love that so much. And it looked so good when Mario and Karina were doing it. Because okay. despite the scores that they get, they are so good. They are so good. They perform so well in weeks two and three. And yet, Katie, I'm so, I am so mad. I am so mad about it. Because you would think, learn your lesson from week two. Learn your lesson. Don't break the rules. And immediately, immediately in their package, Mario is like, Karina, let's, let's break, break the rules. rules. Immediately. And she's kind of arguing on it. I'm a little bit confused because in the package, they have her fighting against him being like breaking the rules. Yeah. And then later, both with Tom and with Samantha, she's like, I stand by it. It was the right decision. It worked best for the routine. There's part of me that's like, Karina, you need, I'm glad you are owning it and saying we made the decision we made. Yeah. But there's part of me that wants to be like, Karina, you just need to put your foot down and do what you know is right. Because it is clear you are just doing this in defense. Which, yes, there is a time to do that. But the time to do that is not on national television, on the live show, where you're standing there with your partner. That's not the time to look at him and go, I can't believe you made us do this. We're never doing that again. You have that conversation behind closed doors. I agree, but... I, I think she went too far in the opposite direction. I think she should have said something like, we hear that we're going to, we will not break the rules. We will do better. Like yeah. you can say we, not Mario won't make us break the rules again, or we won't yeah. like, there's a way to do it without throwing her partner under the bus that still says you're right. And instead this comes off as defiant. And the fact that they did it two weeks in a row, it's just like, 
are you going to keep doing this? I yeah. like Len gets very mad basically in this end of week three because there are multiple partnerships that just start breaking rules. And he's like, yeah. this is disrespectful that you are just saying the rules do not matter. And yeah. the thing is, he's not wrong. So many other couples are putting out good dances that are following the rules and are still exciting to watch. Yeah. Why can't you? And honestly, so week three, Mario and Karina dance a tango. Mm -hmm. And it is like, obviously it's not flawless because they broke the rules, but it is. Well, look, each, each of the three judges say we would have given it a 10. Yeah. The thing that they break the rules for, because technically they break hold twice. The first one absolutely should not have happened. What they do is this move, they're like together, and she goes to the floor, and he like almost like falls on top of her in like a really awkward maneuver, and then like rolls off to the side. It just like, it does not look natural, and I'm like, this is what you broke the rules for? This? The second time I get, it's still a breaking of the rules. The second time I think works and I think looks so cool that they're like upright in hold and they have their arms up and like throw them down and like move their shoulders in tandem as like he walks. It's one of them is walking backward, the other forward. And they're like walking kind of like almost like a predator and prey with each other. It was really cool. And I was like that is something. And if you did that, you're still breaking the rules. They're still going to get mad. Yeah. But I almost would have been like doing it once and doing it in a way that's better. I would have been a little less frustrating about than doing it twice. And the first one is a Goram train wreck. So basically like the rules as we know it are for a tango, you can start and you can end the dance, not in hold, but the entire middle section needs to be in hold. I, I don't know if Mario just doesn't necessarily understand that that is truly the rule or if he just thought this looks cool, I'd rather do it this way. Like, obviously, we don't know what his thought process was. It definitely seems like all of this rule breaking is coming from Mario. And all of the judges do say, I would have given it a 10. It was so good. It was so good. And uh, honestly, I hate to say this. I wish Bruno and Carrie Ann had been harsher in their score so that maybe Mario would learn his lesson. Because the thing is, What they are doing is a cool dance. It looks really good. But this is also a ballroom dance. And you do have to follow the rules of what you are doing as a ballroom dance for this ballroom competition. Yeah. It's it's the same thing. I mean, you've heard me rant and rave about the Sean Johnson All-Stars quick step multiple times. Because they broke the rules and knew that they were basically giving up a win to do it. Or felt that they could still win despite it and didn't. And this is just like... You you were told once, and then you did it again. You did it again. Mm-hmm. For, like, purposeless, like, okay, yeah, it's a cool move. Find a way to make it work that you're still, like, technically in a hold, that you're still, like, 
I'll admit, I don't know what exactly constitutes hold. Like, are they allowed to just be holding one hand and moving? Do they have to actually be, like, arm around the other? I don't know that. But what I do know is you cannot break the rules and do it one week and then be told, do not do this again, and literally come back and do the exact same thing. He is incredible. He is so much better than that. Like, the moments that they have, like, she does some leg flicks, then he does them, and then she does. And just the looks on their faces, everything was so good. Like, to me, I saw it and I was like, there's one flaw in this dance. At the end, they do not kick in unison in a moment that is clearly supposed to be a unison kick. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, this was almost flawless. And yet, you broke the rules and you knew not to. It's so infuriating. He is better than that. I love Mario. It, it, It is not clear. I love him. This is tough love because he could win. He could be the most incredible dancer that Dancing with the Stars has seen in three seasons. And even if you want to expand to where we are now, he might be one of the best dancers the show has ever seen. He is better than this. I'm just getting flashbacks to Sean losing (laughs) All-Stars and the fact that I had a freaking mental breakdown, like a legitimate mental health crisis spurred by Sean losing because she broke the freaking rules. So I am mad. My God. (laughs) So Mario and Karina... Here's my rolling of an R for you, Christopher. Score a 22, which lands them in the middle of the pack. There's a a lot of couples that score 22 in week three. Um, They get- Better than they deserved. Yeah. They get an eight, a six from Len, and an eight. Which spurs some of the biggest boos ever heard in the ballroom. Yes. But Len was right. If I was there, I would have been cheering him. I would have been like, (laughs) give him a four, Len! Give him a four! (laughs) Overscored! But I do want to make it clear that, like, we do really like Mario. I love him! It's... When my mother yells at me like this, it's because she loves me. I have never yelled at a girl like this. How dare you! We were rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. Learn from this. How dare you quote Tyra Banks on this podcast? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Chris's head is in his hands. He does not know what he just did. (laughs) To the people that I hurt, I apologize. I have learned from my actions. And to Tyra, I say, we stand Naomi Campbell. (laughs) Now, moving on. Vivica A. Fox. Let's talk about your girl, Vivica. Vivica, I really like her. And Chris, I don't know if you've noticed, she has really good legs. Vivica is, she really grew on me in these two episodes. That's what I'm 
saying. I really like her. I like, really, really like her. She's just so almost regal. Like she mm-hmm. knows she is so classy, but she can be really funny. She can just be very like frank and off the cuff. So as much as like, I think I felt a certain remove from her in week one. Mm-hmm. In week two, I'm just like, she's just like a classy woman who can also be like wildly kind of funny and just enjoyable. Her and Nick are like rehearsing something and she says like, oh, yes, honey, you're right. And then she like looks at the camera and she's like, this would make such a good marriage, like to just always be like, yes, honey, you're right. And like, it's this, it's such an authentic and like funny moment where you don't necessarily catch her making jokes like she just Mm -hmm. is so like regal yet approachable yeah she has a poise about her even though she can be approachable approachable is a great Mm -hmm. word i i felt a little cold from her the first time Mm -hmm. in week one and in these two weeks i was like man i like vivica i do too i really hope she makes it far i really 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 like her so their mambo is is good. It's yeah. a little squatty. It's a little bit like wide-legged. Mm-hmm. And the judges are fairly harsh on it and yet score it well. Yes. Like their critiques are kind of going in and then they give it straight eights. And yeah. I was like, that's not the score I expected. But I think it's because... They're expecting even more from her now that they're seeing she's doing really well. Mm-hmm. Well, I truly did kind of think she danced it. Like, despite loving her in the package, I felt like she danced it kind of low energy. Like, I wasn't necessarily seeing her giving it her all, but I still enjoyed the dance. I did not love the costuming because she was in orange and he was in, like, a lemon-lime shirt. And I just didn't feel like those two, like, and I mean, she had lemon lime accents on her orange dress, but I was like, I'm not loving this. Um, The dress, I thought it was a good color for her. I thought she looked good. Stunning. I think she's looked absolutely fantastic in every dance that she's performed. Mm -hmm. Um, Nick kind of talked back to the judges a little bit while they were giving their critiques. Like you could tell he didn't agree with everything they were saying. Yeah, I, I can't really get a read on him. I get that. I can't either. Like, I I don't... He's not necessarily, like, a huge personality. Yeah. So it's... I don't know. I... I'm just kind of left, like, I'm not... (laughs) I'm truly just not sure about him. Yeah. In week number three, they dance a tango. She is the only woman to perform a tango. Mm -hmm. Which is an odd... I don't really get why we did that. I think they didn't want to keep, because we have eliminated one male and one female by week Uh three. And I think they didn't want to do everybody's dancing, the same dance as the rest of their gender again. But rather than go like three and two, they made it four and one. Yeah, which was an odd choice. Which, yeah, I I didn't love. But, um, I mean... Again, she's just coming off as so genuine. Before their tango, she makes it clear, like, she's listened to what the judges have been saying. She did ballet for the week. Well, 
And at they show, like, they start off the package showing her, like, after week two, after she had danced and, you know, performed. Mm-hmm. And she's crying and she's just so happy to be there. Like, everything about her just screams committed contestant who is so happy to. Like, I love her. I love her. I She is really growing on me. Like, yeah. really growing on me. Um, in their tango, she like starts with like a flamenco fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love it. I love their costuming. I love that he has red on his shoes. Yep. I mean, yes. It just I can't put my finger on it, but the whole thing just worked for me. I just left it being like, she's really good. Like she's so good. Am I hauling on Vivica? So like. I'm kind of kind of getting behind Vivica A. Fox. Yes, as you should. I will say my only critique of that dance, because I felt the same way. Like, I really did love it. I felt like at times they maybe lacked passion between each other. I don't know. I'm not getting a great sense of partnership. Not that I'm getting a, like, they hate each other vibe or anything like that but I just wasn't quite feeling the passion that I wanted to feel but like it was an exquisite dance Mm -hmm. you are absolutely not wrong um I loved that she was trying to pay homage to Dorothy Dandridge Mm -hmm. just everything about her is just so so good what are what would you call a Vivica a Fox fan? Like obviously they gotta be like a fox something like are we the foxy ladies? Oh why would my like the first thing that came into my head was Foxonites. All right, well We're the we Foxonites. Are, we're Foxonites. Next up is Joey Lawrence and his partner, Edita Slavinska. In week two, Joey and Edita performed their quick step to I Got Rhythm and what a great partnership. Okay. You will not get this reference because you hate me and pop culture as a whole. When they are rehearsing together in the rehearsal package, he was giving me major Patrick Swayze vibes in Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. Like with the black uh, tank top? Well, they're like, they're going and he's like, keep your head up. And he's like saying certain things. And it made me think of the scenes where he's like, spaghetti arms. Oh yeah, I definitely remember those scenes. Because he says like, spaghetti arms is the thing that he says. And then he says other, he says other things. What other things did he say? I never loved you. (laughs) Does he say that? No, I'm saying that to you. Um, also, oh. can we talk about the shade of green that they are wearing in their performance? It's like a dark forest green, and it looks stunning on both of them. They look good as a pair, and they dance really complimentary to each other. Yes. Like, just the way that they both move and are, are dancing together, they're just... They are a great partnership. Like, truly okay. a great dancing pair. So I agree with literally every word that's coming out of your mouth. I think that you are a genius. But 
I feel like he is missing that like it factor. Like Drew went out there and always had that like you know that Drew level and he brought like that intensity. There are dancers of the past that have had that same thing where like they they go out there and you always are like yes that was a you know that was a Sean Johnson this that was a Drew Lachey that but like I just don't feel like he has that it thing that I'm holding him to that standard oh I I think he I think he brought it in this week to dance because they do a tap dance breakdown in the middle yeah my problem with the dance is in doing that he clearly had Obviously, I mean, it was just as a child, but clearly had tap training. And one thing about tap dancers, if you watch them, oftentimes, because tap isn't just about the feet. Yeah. But that's obviously primarily what your tap dancing thing is. Mm -hmm. And a lot of tap dancing, if you watch it, will tend to like sort of crumple a little bit that you're like almost like leaning forward, that you're shoulders are kind of maybe a little bit hunched that you're really like bobbing your head into it mm-hmm. and my problem in some ways was he was going too far into tap dancing where like you still need to think up in a quick yeah. step so like yeah. that tap dancey feel is kind of seeping into his dances a little bit and especially like as soon as they got out of the tap dance breakdown, he kind of kept that sort of tap dancey upper body. Uh-huh. And, and that's what I want him to fix. Like he, he only took a couple years of tap dance, but obviously it was at a formative age that he like kept some of those lessons. So it's going to be kind of hard to unlearn. Yeah. But I kind of need him to unlearn it because it's, like in week three it seeps through i'm I'm picking up what you're putting down but like to go back to your point truly he and edita are phenomenal together mm-hmm. if alec mazo didn't exist i would say this is her perfect partner yes they they look like they should be dancers together yeah so this dance scores a freaking 29 we see two tens and a nine on this dance. And I, I mean, I know that it had its faults and whatever, but like, I agreed with the score. Like yeah. it was a wonderful dance. I couldn't disagree with it. I'm glad it wasn't a perfect score, mm-hmm. but I couldn't disagree with it. And then they joined the rule breakers in their jive for week three. Um, blue suede shoes. Uh not a good hair look for her it's right for their whole like elvis idea yeah but that is not a look yeah clip-on bangs for edita are not not the look no but she's still i i know that this is like an edita stan account but like she still looked gorgeous out there well the color was great yes that's like my favorite shade of blue that baby blue Mm -hmm. that they had that's my favorite color and the ponytail was good for her. It was just the clip yeah. on bangs. In their jive, once again, they break hold. They do things. Uh, I mean, it was not as good as Mario's dance for me. Okay. And like the rules they broke. In the case of Mario, again, we've already laid this out. 
there were they got like one out of two whereas like that was worth breaking the rules for mm-hmm. so they they do a lift and i had to go back because i was like i don't remember what the lift even was i had to go back and watch it and even as we're talking now i couldn't tell you what the lift was yeah, I don't remember what the lift was off the top of my head. I think this was the issue with the dance. Is So they were doing an Elvis Presley jive. And I think he was trying to emulate Elvis too much. That again, his top wasn't matching how I feel like a jive should. Like he was trying too much to look casual and to look laid back. And it just wasn't translating well. Mm-hmm. For me, it's that he's leading from his neck. It's, okay. He's like leading from the neck and it's causing neck tension. And yeah. some of that I think keeps coming from tap dancing. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm know. A, I'm with you. So I'm, I'm, I'm very into Joey Lawrence. Mm-hmm. But again, it's hard. Week three is just full of so many broken rules that it's hard to stand anybody except well, for those who followed. Yeah, and he was the end of the night when the I mean, Len was so fed up. Len was like, it's Cirque du Soleil. Stop doing backflips. It's ridiculous. Like, the judges were fed up at that point, too. And I think help. the judges were especially fed up because, of course, the audience is seeing these, like, really cool, impressive routines yeah. that are not proper dances. Mm-hmm. So the audience is, like, freaking out about them and then immediately just going in and booing. And so yeah. if you're a judge and you're getting booed for saying the correct rules, how do you not just get, like, okay, well, screw you guys, ones for everybody? Yeah. Like, the fact that Len still just gave it a six, again, I was like, you know what? I'm shocked that he didn't give it lower because he was just fed up by that point. But Mm -hmm. Len, as we know, Len understands how these things work. He established a baseline, kept consistent, which was a very good thing for Len to do. Thank you, Len. We love you, Len. We can't wait to talk to you next week, Len. Oh, sorry. That was a fever dream. A 22 for them. Let's move to our final person. Can't believe we are saying goodbye to him. I, I mean, know, I can. I, I can. I'm like, I get it. But I'm also like, wow, that felt like it came out of nowhere, considering who are like, you know, final three, final two had been for the first two weeks to then mm-hmm. be like, oh, Lisa and his husband. Bye. Well, not only that, Willa escaped the bottom two uh-huh. in week three. Um, the bottom two were Jerry and Jerry. Harry. Yeah. And Lisa Renna's husband, Harry Hamlin, went home. Which is kind of too bad because he he was trying and was showing progress. But I also can't fault it because like if I had to choose between Jerry and Harry, I think we've made our allegiances clear. Wouldn't mind losing Willa, but you know. We aren't choosing between that though. So Harry and Ashley performed a quick step in week two. And I'm not going to lie to you. When I had to write down what dance they were doing, I audibly went, oh God. Cause I just, you just know, Lisa Rinna's husband, Harry Hamlin is an awkward person. Like when you watch the Real Mm -hmm. Housewives, when you watch him in the packages, like 
he doesn't ooze charisma. He doesn't ooze ease. He is yes. a little awkward. And he, that's okay. He is somebody who is stiff. And yes. you know what? That's the, It does. When I think about the main thing I know him from, Veronica Mars, he benefits from being somebody who does not feel like he can ever loosen up. Mm-hmm. So naturally... Their package is perhaps the worst package that we have seen in three seasons. Yep. They go to a... (laughs) They go to a laughing yogi, which is just doing... Know that that was a thing? Like, those two words shouldn't go together. Like, I knew... Laughing yogi. I knew hot yoga was a thing. I had no yeah. idea there was laughing yoga, where you I... just do yoga, but you laugh while doing it. Yeah. And as Harry says, like, I mean, it's kind of fake laughter. <laughs> um, so it was stupid. It was dumb. And, like, he does not loosen up. And then they start their quick step by giving Harry a solo. Where he's Which standing was... at, like, a pencil dive. Like, he looks so stiff and awkward and he's not laughing it was just it was bold to start with him alone without ashley yeah um i mean it was a forgettable dance he did all right um he did some... all right he did he struggled to get through it okay I, I thought he did a lot of things well, but again, when he was like leading in moments of transition, sometimes it's just like, this feels a little bit frantic to keep well, up with the I, music. I felt like Ashley gave him a very difficult routine. Like Ashley did not tone this down for him. Ashley mm-hmm. gave him a very difficult routine. So he did okay with it, but like he didn't do great with it by any stretch of the imagination. I thought, um, I thought that his butt was out. I thought he lost his framework at times. Like he didn't dance it well, but he got through it. Curious. I think, I think you liked it less than I did. And I was like, again, I just kind of left it being like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I I think. It's just like he's being, he's meeting my expectations and maybe I'm being a little more charitable on it because at the end of the dance, when they're back there with Samantha and Ashley is just like so excited she has somebody putting forth effort and she is like moved by that. And I just thought to myself, America's sweetheart deserves so much. Yes, 100% agree. Straight sevens, a 21, moving on. (laughs) Their final dance, they dance a tango. And I mean... I thought it was a decent... It was probably his best dance of the three. I think he benefits in some ways from... This is a... The tango is a dance that requires some sort of like statuesque. Very like... You do have to be kind of proper and tense in certain regards and he can do that it's he's just kind of a he's just kind of a stiff weirdo yeah and i'm i'm glad that he agreed to do the show and i'm glad that he put in the effort and i'm glad to see that he's trying and 
he really did seem like he was having a good time after this dance. Like you could tell that he felt good about it. And again, like, I feel bad saying this because it's not at all on like a master P level where you're like, well, they got through the dance, but at what cost, but like Harry getting through the dance and getting through it well is what I expect from Harry. Mm -hmm. And he's been doing that week after week. And so like, he, he seemed like he had a good time. He seems like he enjoyed it. And that was enough for me to be like, you know what? I'm okay with this. I think it just really is tough that he came after Lisa. If he came first and then we got Lisa, I think we would be approaching them very differently. I did not elaborate to that effect last week, but I said that last week and you were like, you can't have expectations about Harry just because he was in the ballroom. No, and I, I hold, I continue to hold that. Yeah. But I think like at least on my end, I'm trying to hold back those expectations, but that's oh, the thing agreed. because, yeah. because part of my reaction of being like, well, we can't hold that. We can't hold Harry responsible for Lisa being great. But part of that is like, I was going so hard on that because I had to keep reminding myself of that lesson Yeah, because I wanted to do the same thing and that's not fair to him, but that's what's going to happen. If we had gotten Harry first and then Lisa comes, I mean, she would have benefited a little bit from being, wow, she's so much better than her husband. Wow, we love her. But like, she already had that of like becoming a dark horse. So I I do think that hurt him in certain regards. Like if, if he were coming on in season four, even, I think that remove would have helped him. It might've seen see him it. go farther. I but, can see that. But to have one right after the other. Yeah. And him just being a real weirdo. But it does make you wonder, like, let's just say that maybe he's, he does come first. And then let's say that he has the same um, time on the show as he had on this one. Maybe that doesn't encourage Lisa Renna to come on. And what a shame. I'm glad what we, I am glad we don't live in that universe. Yep. Well, Ashley Del Grosso, it's the last time we will see Ashley Del Grosso on the show, mm-hmm. but she'll be back. Um, talk to us in like five years when we get to that point. I love her so much. I'm um, so sad that we don't get to see more. I'm so glad. I'm so sad that she didn't get better. She deserved better. Yeah. And to Lisa Rinna's husband, Harry Hamlin, I'll just say, well, I won't say anything because we will not talk about her husband. I'm so proud of you for that quote. Beast, how dare you? <laughs> it's so good. She does defend you. She does defend you. That's the whisper one right there. Well, if you've somehow enjoyed this. You've made it this far. First of all, we love you. Thank you. Thank you. Second of all, 
could you please tell us what we're doing well or what we're not doing well by leaving us a comment or a review. You can also subscribe and you can tell your friends to listen. We also love interacting with our fans, whether through Twitter at JMP pod or on Facebook, you can find us at just meaningful plastic. We enjoy doing this. We love to know that you think we're interesting. I think it's that time, Katie. So Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And please remember to stay tuned for the premiere of Ted Danson's new show, Help Me Help You, coming up next.